I'm walking home from school, 16, walking home from school, and I'm looking in the sky and I'm going, what am I going to do with my life? I'm literally saying, what am I going to do with my life? And literally the words came out, I should be a pastor. Now remember. What? No. I wish I was lying. I w- well, I don't wish I was lying. But I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I don't know what a pastor is. I don't know what they do. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the gospel. You've never been to church? I've never been to church. Wow. And I kid you not, I'm walking home and I'm like, may I be a pastor? And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Tuesday, where you're going to hear a powerful testimony of God's grace revealed in human lives. Each Tuesday, you'll hear Pastor Adam interviewing pastors from around the world to share the mighty miracles that God has done in their lives to give you hope for yours. We share the stories of the men behind the messages you hear every other day on this podcast. Keep in mind that the free version only includes a portion of the whole testimony interview. To listen to the full version, use the links in the show notes to subscribe via Apple Podcasts or Supercast.tech. Every dollar goes to supporting world evangelism. Enjoy today's Testimony Tuesday. All right, well, we want to welcome you. Testimony Tuesday on the VBPH Sermon Podcast. Pastor Adam here with you again, and we are very privileged, blessed, and uh, overall impressed to have Pastor Andre Brooks with us. Welcome, sir. No, thank you for having me. Thank (laughs) you. I appreciate it. Well, it's it's been a minute since I did an interview, and it's been a minute also since we've seen each other. Yeah. Yeah, I um, mean, we saw each other last okay. week, but before, <laughs> before that, the, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, absolutely. How's things going? Going well, going well. I'm still breathing, okay, still alive, still holding on. So, well, I, I know much. you well, but most of our audience might not, and so mm-hmm. we want to give you a proper introduction. So, you were saved in the Newport News Church, yes, under Pastor Hector Ortiz, no, uh, James Rosario, Pastor James Rosario, yes. going back even further, yes, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. But, uh, but you were saved there, and um, mm-hmm. you were discipled, you were sent out, you pastored uh, in Virginia Beach, yes, and in Portsmouth, yes, and yes. now you're evangelizing, right? And Absolutely. so, that that's the very short, shortest version yeah. possible, but. Yeah. For those who don't know you, why don't you give yourself a little introduction? Sure, sure. So, uh, Andre Brooks, obviously. Uh, yes, so I'm originally from New Jersey. I grew up there most of my life, moved out when I was 18. Um, and then I moved to Texas, lived there for about two years, so two and a half years. And so I never, uh, so yes, yeah, so from there, moved to Virginia. And when I went to, came here, I got saved in depending on how you look at it, because I got saved on a New Year's service, so it could have been at 11 oh. <laughs> o'clock, or it could have been at midnight, uh, so depending, so, but 2000, I say 2003 uh, is when I got saved, and uh, but before that, I had never heard the gospel. Wow. Uh, I never went to church, uh, went one time for a funeral, uh, but I never heard the gospel, I never came encounter with Jesus, I, I didn't, I've heard the name, but I didn't know what that meant, you know, I've heard people say it kind of in a blasphemous way, like, oh, you know, Jesus, stuff like that, but didn't know wow. who, who that referred to. Um, so uh, the first time I ever heard the gospel was at a New Year's Eve uh, concert that we did. That's wild. First time I ever heard it. And um, and so I knew that's what I needed. Uh, I knew that that's what I had been looking for, you know. Uh, couldn't put my finger on it, obviously, but I knew, like, okay, what he's preaching about this Jesus and all that, that's what I need. So... Uh, so yeah, got saved in the um, 
got saved on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, depending on <laughs> the time, and um, and have been there ever since. Got wow. married in 2005. Met my wife in church. She got saved uh, in February. I got saved December. She got saved in February, uh, the following February, and uh, got married in 2005. Been married 17 years straight, and uh, three kids later, and 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 so uh, it's been a wild trip. Wow, man. Say the least. So tell us, uh, the, the the evangelist gig is fairly new still to you? Absolutely. How's uh, it been going? It's been going well. been yeah. going well. Um, I'll hit a year in, uh, actually next month, in, sep- in right. September. Yep. So I got sent out last year, or got announced last year. And so it's been going well. Uh, it's been going well. I've, been, I've enjoyed it. Uh, you know, obviously you get to preach around, and, and but the, the beautiful part about it, knowing people mm-hmm. and relationships. So we were, we were just at the boot camp graduation. And uh, and got to and I had to see the kids who were in this church that I had preached at a couple months ago, and this church I preached at last year, and different things, and them remembering me, <laughs> and then me remembering them, and and so that relationship has been has been has been awesome. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the more enjoyable parts. Obviously, seeing God move in the church and seeing God help people, no doubt, can't take nothing away from that. But the relationships built have just been incredible. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's dive into a little bit more about your history. Sure. Um, so you said you're from New, New Jersey? Yeah, New Jersey, and, northern uh, New Jersey. What's, what's the city? Uh, it's called Inglewood. Okay. It's in Bergen County. Uh, so uh, I'm trying to think of a city. So most people would know Patterson, New Jersey, or have heard of it, uh, depending. Uh, uh, so I'm about 15 minutes south of Patterson, New Jersey. So, yeah, so I grew up in New Jersey. Is that um, a small town? yeah. Relatively small, um, you know. So, so, so most people hear New Jersey and think, you know, like tough guy. Yeah, yeah, they think, yeah, no, I'm <laughs> suburb all the way. And you kind of look like a tough guy. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Big teddy bear, man. Uh, <laughs> I had to look this way because because <laughs> yeah. I am a teddy bear. <laughs> so, uh, but no, not a big. I mean, uh, actually, where I'm from is very similar to Hampton Roads. Okay, very similar. So you can go. So I grew up in Inglewood, Teaneck, and Hackensack. So if you were to try to put it in the terms of Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Portsmouth, same same setup. Mm-hmm. You could drive there 10 minutes and be in every city. So, yeah. So grew up there, uh, single parent home. Okay. Uh, father uh, was not there. Uh, he was actually at the time locked up for selling drugs. Uh, so single parent home, I have a sister. Uh, so my mom worked two jobs, kind of that same story. Worked two jobs, take care of us, and me taking care of my sister. So. Does that mean yeah. you're the, the older sibling? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. And I'm, me and my sister are nine years apart. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's unusual. Yeah, I'm not sure what my mom was thinking, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're nine years apart. So, uh, so yeah, so that, so I'm definitely the older. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so there was a gap there where our relationship kind of hit a snag because of the gap. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, but you know, yeah, that's my, that's so my baby. So what was life growing up? Well, um... My mother did the best she could, and and I want to make I want to make this very clear. My mom is is not saved at the moment of this podcast. Uh, that doesn't mean she won't be tomorrow, but right now she's not. And but she did the best she could for not being saved, not knowing Jesus Christ. Uh, raised me with at least good morals, mm-hmm. or at least try to give me good morals, and and try to put me on the right path right. as best she could. Um, but outside of that, outside of that, there was still emptiness. Um, Dealt with heavily with rejection, uh, but my the rejection that I dealt with didn't come out in me being recluse, but more so being more angry 
Uh, so terrible anger problem. I mean, just uh, how far back does that go? Can you can you remember feeling that way? Um, definitely at ten, for sure. Uh, but really came on strong at fourteen. Okay. Definitely at ten, but it wasn't the anger at ten. It was more so just being kind of weary of people. Uh, not very trusting, not, you know, just kind of always watching my shoulder, always looking back, always, you know, weary of people, what they're going to do. But at 14, uh, that's when the anger just full on set in. Not sure why I'm not, uh, I don't know why it triggered at that moment. Uh, but yeah, 14 was like, I mean, just anything. You look at me wrong, you know, step on my shoe, uh, anything inadvertently, any, it didn't matter. Like I'm, my anger would always would rise up and I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm wherever that would take us, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't a big fighter, but I was always ready to go, you know? And so, um, so I dealt with that a lot, um, through my childhood. And, uh, and so, but, but other, I mean, but my childhood relatively was okay. Right. I mean, we grew up, we didn't grow up rich. Um, uh, but we weren't, I wouldn't consider us being poor either. Uh, but you know, what we ate that day is for that day. <laughs> so you know it wasn't necessarily oh this will last until the week no it's that day you you better eat because if not it'll be gone and so um but we always ate i never went hungry i never went without clothing my mother you know she did the best she could but but um like i said that that anger and rejection just just uh really clouded that couldn't see that all i saw was what we didn't have and and what 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 wasn't happening and 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 so with my mom working two jobs i had to watch my sister and so I became a you know a free babysitter, obviously, but but it stopped me from playing. I love playing basketball, and it stopped me from playing on the team mm. because I had to watch her, I had to pick her up. I couldn't go to practices, different things like that. So all of that just really started to boil inside of me, and that just made me even more angry, mm. you know. But it it really directed towards my father now because I'm like, well, if you were here, my mother wouldn't have to do all this. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so it really started. So really at 14. It really started taking shape at him. Mm. Now, now he's the object. That's it. Mm. it. It's you know, it's the crosshairs, and he's in them all the time. Did uh, you ever have any contact with him? So he tried. Yeah, he tried. So while he was in jail, uh, he tried to call, and uh, my mother never uh, tried to keep me away from him. But because of the anger, I didn't want to talk to him. I, I felt like we had nothing to talk about. You're here. I'm there. You know, you're in jail. I'm not. There's nothing for us to discuss. You know what, what we're gonna talk about. You know, um, and so by that time I was in my teenagers when he tried to contact me. So now I'm really thinking I'm grown, you know, what we're going to talk about. What are you going to teach me? Mm. You know, um, so he tried at 14 and then I ignored him for two years. Yeah, that, that's how bad it was. <laughs> I ignored him for two years and then he came to the house. Uh, he knocked on the door. I answered the door and I looked at him. I didn't know who he was. You know, I. Now, mind you, I didn't really remember him. I mean, I've seen pictures, but so I'm looking at him, and he's like, I'm your father. And I was like, what do you want? You know, that, that was, what do you want? What? And uh, he tried to talk to me for about 10 minutes. I just looked at the ground, didn't look at him, looked around, you know, just, what? And so he just said, all right, man, I'm going to come back later. I said, you don't need to. <laughs> don't worry about it. So that was at 16. He tried again at 18, got even worse. I didn't even come to the door at that point. And so he did try. I, and, and, um, and so he tried, but I just, I just wasn't having it at that moment. Yeah. I was just too angry. Yeah. Too yeah. much. Too much at that moment. So. Looking back on that, do you, do you have regrets about that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, because I always think about now that I have children, right? So you know, everything turns, you know, every, your perspective right. changes a lot Absolutely. when you have children, and so now I'm like, man, if I ever or if it's ever perceived that my, I've wronged my children or my children feel like I've wronged them, I would want them to show me grace. Mm. I would want them to show me, like, you know, I know what you said, Dad. I know you didn't mean it like that, or whatever the case may be. I'd want that grace at least to try to rectify it. Mm. So in that aspect, I definitely regret it because I should have said, but again, not being in church, not having right. that type of direction, I mean, I, I just did what I thought was right by not talking to him. So I do regret a lot of, of a lot of that because he did try. Yeah, where most fathers wouldn't or didn't. Right. He actually tries. So yeah. would, would you say that you had a lot of uh, cultural influence that was pushing you one way or another? I don't know about pushing me um, because none of my friends had their fathers. So to see, so none of my close friends had their fathers, but to see a father was foreign. So it was almost like, you know, seeing a Bugatti here, like, oh, what's that doing here? You know, kind of <laughs> kind of thing. So I, I can't, so... I wouldn't say it pushed me in that direction because I never saw it. I never saw what that relationship looked like or what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of just winged it, really, and just said, well, I'm going to go based on how I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I feel like you should have been there. I don't care. And that's it. You're done. Right. You know? And uh, But the, the crazy part is that played into my relationships, too, because uh, I was incredibly gifted at cutting people off. I mean, and not thinking about them and, and really shutting off my feelings to them. They did, I can just, that's it. We've been friends for 10,000 years. You say, what? We're not friends anymore. Mm. And, and really stick by that. So, um, so that's I don't. Pre- that's a pretty harsh gift to have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works for the devil. It doesn't work for <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't work in Christianity, but, but that would, I mean, I could just do it, yeah. you know? And I think it was part of just trying to hide and trying to protect myself because mm-hmm. I didn't really have that type of protection, you know what I mean? And so, um, and so I don't know if it was, I, I wouldn't say that the culture around me pushed it because that just was the culture of not having a father. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just all I knew. I, I never saw the different aspect of it. I never saw, I, I can count on two fingers. I think the families that I saw that were together and then, you know, loved each other and the father worked, the, the wife did whatever and the kids were, you know, I, I, maybe two families, maybe. Right. right. And even then, I, I was like, nah, that's something else. I don't, I don't know where y'all are from, but that's that, that's not real. Mm. There's something here. I just don't see it. You know what I mean? And so I, I think I, I don't I don't I don't want to say the culture pushed me that way. I, I, I think I just in my own mind and feelings like this is the way to go. Mm-hmm. This is just the way to it's go. like the water you were swimming in. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like you know, you you swim in contaminated water all your life. You know, you drink regular. Water, you're like, oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm used to this. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, I think I just I, I was more emotional. Okay. And so I just went through went with my feelings because I just felt like I'm right. Yeah. So when you were growing up, did you um did you have any other like big struggles or things that you dealt with besides mm-hmm. the anger? I mean, was there like uh, addictions or anything like that? Addictions, no, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Oh. I'm going to tell you why. Because, so, I come from, so, my mother is, <laughs> my mother, right? So, but her father is adopted. Okay. So, my family kind of gets kind of blurry after my grandfather. Okay. I'm not sure exactly where he comes from. He got adopted, right? And so, him and his brother got adopted. So, my mother's father and her uncle are both adopted. Okay. 
they both had um, uh, heroin addiction. Mm. I lived with one of them. We, one of them lived with us, I should say. And so I would see him wake up every morning, go to work, function. Yeah, he was a garbage man. So back in the day, that's when the garbage man was on the back of the truck yep. and they would lift the, that was them. And so I always wanted to be one because I'm like, he would have wads of money. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I need to be. That's a, a good gig. Yeah. And I'm right. like, I want to be a garbage man or a gas attendant. <laughs> right. Because in New Jersey. Only in New Jersey <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Oregon, right? Yeah. Because uh-huh. they don't pump their own gas. You right. get tips. You right. know what I mean? So I was like, that was my life goal. Right. But so when I looked at him, you know, he functioned. And one day he came home with this big burn on his lip. I mean, it was a big swell. I'm like, Uncle Bobby, what happened? He said, a girl bit him. I'm like, a girl dog? Are you, talking about? <laughs> you know, the giraffe? What, what bitch? You know, what bitch you? <laughs> what in the world? What he was doing, he was doing, um, he was smoking from a pipe. Mm-hmm. He went brain dead at work. He was at work. He worked from 4 in the morning to 12 p.m. Got off his shift, was sitting on the bench, and just fell over. Rushed into the hospital. He was brain dead. Wow. Died probably, kept him on the machine for about, I'd say about maybe two months. No activity, no nothing. Pulled mm. the plug on him. Oh, man. My uncle, other, well, my, 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 my mom's uncle died the same way. Mm. Same exact thing. Really? Heroin. Fell over, heroin. Yeah. Fell over, brain dead, kept him on life support probably about a month, maybe three months at the most. Died the same way. That'll so, put some fear of God. Yeah, in. yeah. So, so they were, and they were both drinkers. They were both, you know, addicted to those drugs. And so I told myself, I will never. And this is, this is where the interesting part, where I, I feel like God does keep you somehow in the midst of you not knowing Him, mm-hmm. because in my mind, I will never be, I will never be under that control. And I, I and this is, you know, I'm thirteen. Right. I will never be under that control. Never. I'm never going to be. I'm never going to drink. I never drunk until I was. 22, 21, no, 19, excuse me, 19, 19, 20. Um, I never, I've never smoked anything ever in my life. Um, I've, I've never got into it because I, I just, I just always see their faces. Mm. And so I said, I'm not doing it. So I, I wasn't addicted to drugs like that. The biggest thing outside of the anger was, was immorality, mm-hmm. pornography, um, just trying to be with as many women as possible. Just, just that whole lifestyle at, at a young age. You know, which is just crazy because not knowing what I was doing, just thinking that I was I was fulfilling a void. You know right. what I mean? I, I was trying to be something. I was trying to find my identity. So I figured if I have all these girls, if I have all these women, then I'll have identity. I'll mm-hmm. I'll be something that people will look at and be like, oh, man, there go Andre, you know. Um, so that was the biggest thing. And uh, so pornography was, was very heavy um, in my life. I mean, and my mother didn't have anything, but my boys did. You know what I mean? And so I'd go to their house and... We'd be watching stuff, and my boy give me magazines and different things like that. And so that that was the two biggest strongholds. Yeah. Uh, uh, and unforgiveness was the third one. Okay. I, well, it probably ties into the ties into anger, the, yeah. Right? But I I just could not forgive. I just it was you did something, and I would remember it forever. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, you'd just, roll it over. Oh, just yeah. you know, you know how it is. You 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 play the scenario. And instead of doing what you did, you in your mind you do what you wanted to do. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. You're playing it over, like man, I should have hit him, and then I should have looked at him and pointed, and and so you know all those things. You know, so so those are the big three for me. Right. Um, were just those things were just such strongholds. Um, and even when I got saved, 
you know, I, I got delivered from the immorality. Um, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to look at this, you know, but it was the other two mm-hmm. that were like, oh gosh, I mean, deep roots. Oh my goodness. I, I mean, it was just, you know, you'd be in service and somebody looks at me and then looks away and I'm like, oh, why are they doing that? Something over here, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then my mind, I mean, the sermon's going, you know, the spirit of God. And here I am worrying, worrying about why this person looked at me really quick and looked the other way. So those were like the deep, I mean, years, mm-hmm. just years of just really saying, God, you're going to have to help me. I I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be unforgiving. I don't want to be angry. But man, though, oh gosh, man, I can tell you stories. Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, just people of God, just ready to... I, I can't count how many times I was ready to fight somebody. And they didn't even do anything. <laughs> it wasn't that they did something. Right. They didn't push me. They right. didn't, you know, mess up my car or nothing. It was just like, let's go. Right. Hey, right here. Yeah. Right outside the church. Come <laughs> on. Let's do this. So we'll go repent later. But yeah. yeah so dope. But those were the biggest, um, those were the biggest things, man. I, I just, it, like I said, the, the immorality, I'm not going to say the immorality just left. Right. Um, but it wasn't as strong as the anger. And the unforgive, the rejection and, mm-hmm. and unforgiveness; those things were just so deep rooted that I could. I mean, it was. I mean, I would cry, you know, because I, I, I just, I'm like, Lord, I, please, I, I know I'm not rejected. I know I'm forgiven. I know, but ah, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, in my heart, I was like, Lord, change, give me a new heart, please. Right. Give me a new everything. I want new everything, mind, heart, and so, um, so that I probably dealt with that for. Once I got saved, probably about three years. Wow. Yeah. Three years of, you know, and, and even then, you know, it still tries to creep his head. You know, it still, sure. tries, it, yeah. it still tries to, oh, see, you know. and the, the enemy knows which buttons to push yeah. at the right time. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, at, at the right moment, you yeah. know, just at the right moment. And so now I'm, I'm keen on, nah, that's stupid. I'm not going to feel like this. Mm-hmm. this is not, that's not what this is. You know, my perception is wrong. And. And, and and God has helped me with that, but yeah, it took about three years, yeah. three solid years, and you know, three, all three of those years to really be delivered from. Yeah, it. Um, because it, it went even to my, uh, I mean, it went into my mother. You know, I she had asked me for something. Let me tell you a story to make it context. So I, I'm saved. She asked me for money, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. I just got so enraged because i hadn't talked to her for probably about eight months and then the first time she calls me is about money and i got so enraged and i was just like i'm not talking to gary and i didn't <laughs> i mean it's not funny it's funny now i'm like golly man but i didn't talk to her for like probably about six more months just just that and knowing and so in that knowing god helped me like i it's my mother she took care of me for 18 years right, but but right. that's how deep it was right like it the person didn't matter. Mm. It was all about the action. You know what I'm saying? It didn't matter what the person, who the person was. It was what they did. Yeah. Um. So those those are my biggest. I mean, I mean, strongholds. If, wow. they, if I had a word stronger than stronghold, it would right. be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so you mentioned you you liked playing basketball. Yes. Uh, how how'd you do in school? As far as like academically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you a good student. Um, I was a good student when I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, like my first year, I was all A's and B's. Um, I actually liked school for the most part, but as I got older, I mean, I think, I don't know, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people go through that where you, as you get older, um, and then you start slacking a little bit and then 
you know, so academically I was okay. Um, you know, barely made it, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, but made it nonetheless. And then, um, but basketball was my passion, but I could not play for high school uh, because like I said, for my sister and those reasons. So I uh, couldn't play. So that really bothered me, but socially I was okay. You know, mm -hmm. I had, I had, I have, I, I was, I had a small group, you know, like I said, I didn't, I didn't really talk to a lot of people. I had a very, I think I had three friends in high school by choice. Mm -hmm. um, and so quiet, you know, not, not much of a, I, I'm total opposite now. Like people can't believe like, like I'm a very, actually very introverted person. Yeah. Very introverted. That's very, actually uh, something that a lot of people don't really, people who are not introverts don't understand that uh, it is possible to be a, you know, an evangelist and be an introverted person mm -hmm. because, um, you know, you, you would assume that getting up in front of people and talking for a living uh, requires being this really extroverted person. But it doesn't require that. No. Sometimes it can help, but even uh, some of the best public speakers, I think, are more introverted type of people. Yeah, more to themselves. Yeah, just, I mean, yeah. you think about stories you hear like uh, even like Abraham Lincoln. Right, um, right, yeah. You know, who had issues like that and m many uh, powerful orders mm -hmm. and people, uh, even preachers. I've heard that Spurgeon was similar. Yeah. Like he went through yeah. bouts of deep depression yeah. and stuff like that. And, yeah. And so, yeah, you, you actually, um, I, I heard an interesting, uh, to divert a little bit, mm -hmm. I heard an interesting presentation, uh, a TED Talk, I think, mm -hmm. about, about introverts and how mm -hmm. they said the, the world really needs introverts because, mm -hmm. you know, the extroverts are really good at communication, bringing people together, you know, working the crowd. Right. But the introverts can go, go into their cave and produce something amazing and bring it out and show the world this amazing thing they right. came up with. And that's that's really needed also. Yeah, no, yeah. and I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I totally agree with that because, yeah, I can go into my cave right. and just really like, I mean, I'm not saying I create something beautiful, but right. but I, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, I love being around people. I, yeah. I love it now. And I tell people, like, a lot, I force myself to do a lot of this. I, right. I mean, it's, it's not, oh, yeah, I'm just, hey, hey, hey everybody, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Hello. It's more like I'm in the corner somewhere like, hey, all right. <laughs> no, I'm right. good. I'm fine. Right, right, you know, right. nothing wrong. I'm good. You know, so yeah. So but I, I guess uh I mean I've always been like that. I've I've never been I mean if I'm in the around people, I definitely talk and, 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 and you know, do that. But generally the, the, the difference is that either a crowd of people uh animates you and gives you greater energy, or a crowd of people drains you and pulls <laughs> the energy out of you. And that's the difference. I don't want to admit which one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to admit which one, so I'm going to just leave it. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I don't want to admit which one it so, is. So <laughs> um, before before you we get to the story of your salvation, mm -hmm. um, I'm just curious because I'm always interested about how, like you said, how God kind of orders our steps before mm. he, he, we even know that he is doing yeah. that, yeah. before we even have a thought in our brain about him. Can you identify or remember any times that, looking back on it now that that were mm. overly like spiritual or like God was trying to get your attention kind of thing three specific four four I'm gonna give I'm gonna try to give them to you in order when I was 16 so New Jersey gets obviously gets very cold and so I was so we had so our middle school is here our high school is right behind it and there's a big lake right so it, it, it's a runoff into this big giant lake so I'm walking on the lake it's ice you know whatever 15 degrees or whatever it was as I'm walking, so now I'm walking into the woods, but I'm still walking on the water path. I, I, the ice breaks and I, I fall in, right? 
So when I fall in, I'm, I'm head, I'm all the way in, in mud. Mm. I don't know how to swim. So. You, you were by yourself? Yeah. With a book bag on, with fully clothed, obviously, wow. wintertime. I can only say guy. Now, I pop back up. And I'm able to so pop back up and I'm able to grab onto the land there. And as I'm doing that, the, it's muddy, right? So just bring him up. But then I get on like hard ground and I'm able to pull myself out. Looking back on it, I should have died. Mm. I, I should have died. So, okay. So that was one where it, I didn't connect it to God. But when yeah, as I yeah. got older, I'm like, ooh, I should have died there. So that was the first one. The second one, I'm walking home from school, 16, walking home from school. And I'm looking in the sky and I'm going, what am I going to do with my life? I'm literally saying, what am I going to do with my life? And literally the words came out, I should be a pastor. Now remember. What? No. I wish I was lying. I w- well, I don't wish I was lying. But I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, and I, I don't know what a pastor is. I don't know what they do. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the gospel. You've never been to church? I've never been to church. Wow. And I kid you not, I'm walking home and I'm like, may I be a pastor? And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Whatever. Throw in the back How of my wild mind. is that? And I tell my kids that they're like, no way. I said, I'm telling you. I don't I'm telling you. I that's why I have this strong like God so he nobody will have excuse. I'm, I said, I believe mm-hmm. nobody will have excuse. There's, there's ways that God does it. So that was the, the second time. Okay, so second thing. So the third thing, uh I almost died again. Right? So I'm in a pool. Now mind I told you, I can't swim. In a pool party, I'm young, I'm acting stupid, I'm with my best friend. We went there to, to go with girls or whatever. And I hit my head on the edge of the pool. Mm. Now, this is in Virginia Beach, too, which is hilarious. But I hit my head on the edge of the pool. I black out. Mm. I am floating in the pool. Everybody else is just doing whatever. My best friend swims by. He says he felt his, my toe on his back. And that's what made him turn around. That's it. And when he looked, he said that I was turning color. They dragged me out of the pool. Right? I just wake up. Nobody tries to resuscitate me. Nobody tries to give me mouth to mouth. Thank God, because, you know, uh, I'd have left that part of Jerusalem. testimony. That's what man tried to give me. I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, God's breath just breathed into me. But nobody tried to resuscitate me. They're just staring at me. When I wake up, I, I wake up and I pop up and I go, what happened? I cough out water and blood, coughing out water and blood, coughing. I, I'm like, what happened? What happened? He's like, man, let's go. We gotta get in the car. I'm like, and I, you know, I'm like, <laughs> so I'm in the car. I'm like, bro, what happened? He's like, man, you were blue. We pulled you out of the pool, and we were about to call the ambulance, and you just woke up. Mm. That was in September. I would get saved in December. Wow. Um, and so that was that. Last one, I was about to go into the military. Okay. I was gonna go to the army. Yeah. I'm a bum. I have no money. I'm going to the army. Okay. So I'm like, I'm going this is to after you graduate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm. So now I'm in Virginia. I'm not saved yet. So okay. I'm about probably about. Uh, well, before you get to that story, oh. how, how did you get to Virginia? Oh, okay. So my best friend married a young lady who was in the military. She was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. She went down to Wichita Falls, um, and uh, he went with her after after high school. I'm in New Jersey being a bum, just looking around, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life, right? And uh, he calls me. He goes, man, come down for a visit. And I say, you know what? Yeah, I haven't been out of New Jersey. I'll do that. A visit turned into two years. 
So I took the Greyhound three days. Me and another friend, we went out there. And that's how I ended up in Wichita Falls, uh, Texas, which is um, which coincides with the other way that God spoke to me. So I'm in Wichita Falls, Texas. So at that point, uh, my friend's wife was going to a church. And so she's like, come to the church. So I, I, I take that back. I did go to the church. I don't know what he said, but I was there. He, he stopped. So he's walking up and down the aisle. Preaching and it is it looked like one of our fellowship churches. Now I think about it, just the minimal about of people, just minimal things. I'm like, man, I wonder if he was a I don't know. Anyway, so he stops, he walks up the aisle, he's going to the pulpit stage, he stops, turns around, and he points at me. He goes, Young man. And so I you know, like everybody else, I'm like, who's he? Mm-hmm. He walks back to me, says, God's gonna use your life to touch people. I had no idea what that meant. I'm like, okay. He's like, can I pray for you? I'm like, I don't know what that means. Sure. Puts his hand on me, prays for me. And this is right before, this would be two months before I get saved. Wow. So those things kind of, now looking back, I go, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, God does speak. Yes, yes, he does. I'm, I'm a firm believer that God will speak to you when you don't know him. Right. You know, and so all those things coupled, I believe, were the seed. You know what I mean? I didn't know, and um, I didn't understand. But I, it, but it all, it was like when I heard the gospel for the first time, it just watered those seeds mm-hmm. and all those things that you know, like when I was sixteen, and well, one day I'm gonna be a pastor, you know, I may like to be a pastor, and and the guy said, you know, God's gonna use your life, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna help people, and and all those things, and then when I heard the message, it just mm. get saved, and and um and uh, yeah, so those things I can point to that I can remember, it was like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was the Lord, yeah, that was, that was God speaking. How amazing is that? I mean, for, for, the, for the person who um, you're believing God for somebody who is not saved and you're like, I can't get through to this person. Nobody can get through. Well, God can get through. Absolutely. And that, that's, uh, you know, the, the theological idea of prevenient grace, mm-hmm. which means that before we even have a thought in our brain about God, while, while we were yet sinners, Christ came and died for the ungodly. And that, that's always what I come back to. Like when we go on outreach, you know, and we're out there banging on doors or mm-hmm. preaching on the street corner, we're, we got to do our part. Yes. But ultimately, God is the one who cares about people a lot more than we do. And he is reaching out to sinners. Yes. And that, yes. That, that's what's got to keep us going, you know. And, that, and, and I just use as my testimony, like there were things there. And I found out later that I have two cousins that are saved. Really? They live in, uh, well, they lived in Colorado. I didn't know this at the time. And when I got saved, I told them, you know, you know how we are. We tell everybody, you know, mm. east to west. Everybody <laughs> has to know this now, you know, at midnight. <laughs> so I, I'm calling everybody, and my mother called me and said, you know, your, um, your cousin, uh, Rosalind, uh, she's been praying for you. Wow. I, Who knew? Nobody knew until that day, you know what I mean? I didn't I didn't know, my mother didn't know. But she wanted me to know that. Like Power hey, prayer. Yeah, these these people have been praying for you. Your cousin Rosalind and her husband have been praying for you. And I'm like, Really? She's like, Yeah, because they know me since I was a young kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and we and mm-hmm. we saw each other every now and again when they would come into town, stuff like that. And so, you know, just putting all that together is just that it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, that 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 prayer does and I know it's a cliche, but no, it does really work. Mm-hmm. Like for somebody who never heard the gospel ever, yeah, 
like who never heard it. Sounds it sounds like they, they weren't very close to you at all. No, they? Yeah. no. I, I would see them maybe, maybe once every two years. Yeah. Maybe. Right. You know, he took me to play basketball one time and, you know, I, I think we did something else one other time. Right. And, um, but I always knew there was something different about him. I just couldn't figure out what. Like, right. I knew he, he never cursed. I wasn't, that always stood out to me. I'm like, this man never curses. Hmm. No matter, we're playing basketball, you know, I'm expecting, you know, I'm expecting <laughs> them things to fly, you know, and nothing. He's like, no, you know, just yelling, come on, let's go. I'm like, man, this dude does not curse. Hmm. Hmm. That's weird, right? That's weird. Um, so but, your, uh, your name was on a, a prayer list. and Pray for me, man. And uh, wow, that has, that has fruit. Pray for me. I, and, and I'm so grateful. You know, that's the, I'm so grateful. Oh, I'm so grateful. Because I don't. I don't know where I would be, and I think that's more scary. Right. I don't know what I'd be doing right now. You know, I don't. I, I can't say. Well, yeah, I'd have been a drug dealer. Or I'd have been. I don't know. Right. Um, and that's a little more scary to me than knowing. Gosh, where had it not been for just those things and God's grace? I mean, where would I be? Oh my gosh, mm. who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Because I was so susceptible to everything else. You know what I mean? And um, but yeah, so I, I just look at it like it, it's possible. It's possible. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care if they slam the door in your face. I don't care if they <laughs> have thrown flip phones at you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it is possible. It is possible. Sure. Um, and, and so, yes, it, it's possible. So uh, you were in Wichita Falls. You visited a church. You got prayed mm-hmm. for. And then you ended up in Virginia mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the military. Yeah. So she, um, she got orders. Okay. She wanted to be, because she's from New Jersey. We're all from New Jersey. And so she was from New Jersey, too. So she wanted to get back on the East Coast. Uh, and so she got orders to Langley. Okay. Um, and so I had a decision to make there because I could have stayed. Um, there was a, a Division three college that I could have got a partial scholarship for to play basketball. And uh, they, the guy was like, hey, if you stay, you know, I can I can at least get you a partial. And so this is my dream. Like, man, I could play, you know, D3, but whatever. It's like college basketball. I, right. could, I could really see what I'm made of. And uh, I know now it was God, but something kept telling me, you need to leave. Mm. You need to go. And so uh, we packed up, drove three days uh, to Hampton, Virginia, and uh, settled in. And then, uh, yep, lived there. And then uh, in December, we, after the first time I came to the church. So how, how, did you, how did you get connected to the Potter's house? So my friend's wife got saved first. Oh, okay. She got saved in October. Um, Pastor Rosario would come... In October, but like a week or two, like the last week in October somewhere, or second week in October, so he took over the church. So when she she would try to get me to go, try to get my friend, her husband to go, and we were like, no, nah, we ain't go. So on the concert, she was like, listen, uh, you're going to go, or you're not going to have nowhere to stay. <laughs> and that was, that was the ultimatum. That was, and she just stopped there. Turning the screws. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like all right, I need somewhere to stay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, what's one day going to hurt, you know, rather than me living on the street? So now that's evangelism. Yeah, right see that? So, folks, you can threaten. It, it, depending on the right threat, it might work. <laughs> so uh, so that's how um, uh, So she threatened me with coming <laughs> or I wasn't going to have nowhere to stay. And my friend didn't really stick up for me. He was kind of like, <laughs> you know. So. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> so he was like, ah. I'm going, and I'm yeah. like, oh, all right, well, I'll go. So I went on a New Year's Eve uh, concert, and so that's how uh, that's how I got in contact with Potterson, through her. Okay, so the New Year's Eve concert, this mm-hmm. is the, the fateful night. Mm-hmm. So 
like did it just blindside you like did you know what you were going into no you thought you were just going to a party or something i didn't know what i was going to yeah to be honest with you i didn't know what she said concert but i'm like there's no such thing as a concert at a church like you know concerts at madison square garden concerts <laughs> at, you know what i mean like again right not knowing i don't know i'm like who has a concert at a church you know i've seen those buildings that's not a concert building. Mm-hmm. so i didn't know what i was walking into I knew there was going to be food there, so I said, cool, yeah. I can deal that with that. Helps. Yeah, I can deal with that. So when I walk in, um, and this is early on, you know, this is when we had the green carpet, the metal chairs, um, where we didn't have the automatic lights that flash, we had to do it with a switch. I mean, this is dope, <laughs> man. Just, the dark ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, some people had to like, oh my gosh, like, no, nah, it was great. It was great. Um, <laughs> no AC, no heat. Serious? Oh, gosh, yeah. Didn't work. We had a. What uh, year was this? This is right. <laughs> Nineteen. <laughs> right. Eighteen thirty. <laughs> Me and Abe Lincoln went <laughs> together. <laughs> Not nah, it was so. It, that would have been two thousand two thousand three, but the building. So the the backstory to that is that the landlord didn't want to do much with the building. Okay. So they made do. So eventually we got AC. We got all that stuff. And when I first got there, yeah. no, that wasn't there. Your feet would. I mean, in the winter time. You're praying. You're seeing your breath, mm. literally. Um, yeah, it was. You hilarious. really gotta want to be there. Yeah, yeah. And in the summertime, you know, it was three million it degrees. Must have been revival. Oh my gosh! And I think that's why I broke out a little bit. Yeah, we yeah, were so yeah. hot. We were like, oh, yeah, Lord right. help us. <laughs> but uh, so when I walked in, um, we uh, so I'm looking at the light. I'm looking at the landscape. You know, just looking around. So right, I have trust issues, right? But all these people are coming up to me. Hey, my name is. What's your name? And I'm like. All right, it's too much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we sit down, you know, we get our food, and people are still coming up to us. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, please. Like, I just, I don't know what I want right now, but I don't want this, right? Yeah. So so the so the, the concert starts. And so they're rapping. Now, I'm going to be very honest, right? I'm, I'm just coming out. Well, I'm, I'm still in the world, right? It was corny. Right? right. To me, I'm like, yeah. I know that beat. I know that beat. That's Jay Z. That's yeah. whoever. I'm like, come on, bro. Mm-hmm, it's so mm-hmm. corny, man. Right? But what got me were the skits. Okay. The music didn't really do much for me. The skits. Yeah. So as I, so now I'm looking it's a, at. It's a common common uh, refrain I've heard. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was the skits because mm-hmm. I was I was back in the day I was into uh, in Living Color. Okay. Uh, that comedy show and Love stuff. It. SNL. I was into that. I love that stuff. Right. So that would, you know, so now I'm connecting because I love that type of stuff. So, so, um, so I'm looking at the skits and one was about a race, uh, the race of faith and they're running in slow motion and the devil's running on one side and you got three other people running and they're running in slow motion and the devil throws one guy a, a pornography a magazine <laughs> and he drops it. This alcohol bottle and she drops it and one guy made it, you know, he ducked one, whatever he <laughs> threw and he ducked and made it across the line. Um, so that was, I was like, oh, that's cool. Okay. I'm not sure what that means, but all right, that's what's up. <laughs> you know, uh, but the skit that got me, I think was when we did a, um, it was a guy carrying a duffel bag full of weights and the weights were his sin. And so I'm looking at it and, um, I'm like, man, that's interesting. He's carrying the bag. He's walking. Jesus comes up to him and, uh, he says, Hey, listen, carry my burden. They're, you know, they're light. I'm like, and the guy goes, no, and takes the duffel bag and walks. And that's how the skit ends. I wouldn't need exchanges. You're, 
right? I don't know the gospel, so I'm not connecting. Oh, Jesus is Lord, and he's. Mm-hmm. I'm not connecting. I'm just like that was dumb. Should have just took the light stuff, <laughs> right? So, so you know, so after that, so the skits go, the music goes, and I'm enjoying it. People are smiling. I'm not used to this. I'm not used to smiling a lot. Hmm. From New Jersey, we don't smile. There's no smiling in New no, Jersey. No, you don't smile. <laughs> no, you don't smile. You don't look at people, right? You know, you walk down the street. You're you're this. You're not looking. I'm not going to look at you because then if I look at you, it's like, what's up? You know, I want something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it it it's not like here or Virginia or even southern states right. where you know you look at somebody. Hey, how you doing? You actually have a ten minute conversation about nothing. Right? No, 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 no. New Jersey, you keep walking unless you know the person. You keep walking straight. You don't look at people. You don't look people in the eye. So I'm not used to that. So people are laughing. They're talking. I'm like, this is so awkward. What in the world? So finally, Pastor Zari gets up, and he starts talking about, um, he, he, he took it from uh, Pastor Ernie Topping, his song about um, everybody loves the baby, but they crucified the man. Right. So that's oh, what he- New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So that's what he based you know, the sermon on that I found out later. I didn't know who Ernie Topping was, right. obviously. So he's talking, he's like, you know, this this Jesus who who came in to save the world. And I'm standing there, I'm listening, I'm like, okay. And you know, he starts and 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 he starts talking as if he's talking to me. And I'm sure there's a lot of people, you know, he, but you know, you're fornicating and, and you're still empty and you're you're angry and you're still and I'm like, who? Oh, okay, <laughs> I see it. All right, all right. You threat me by bringing me here, right? I'm gonna get kicked out, and now you're gonna tell him everything about me. Roger that, okay. So he keeps going. I'm like, man, okay. So I thought it was over. He said, every head bow, every eye closed. I don't trust people. So I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm not. For what? Yeah, yeah. What's about to happen here? So I'm like, all right, well, everybody else doing this. So all right, I guess. So I bow my head. And this has not happened to me since. My palms started sweating. My palm, I don't, I'm not a sweaty person like that, right? My palms don't sweat. I've never had that happen to me ever. And since then, it's never happened. Palms are sweating, and I'm nervous. And now I can't figure out why am I so nervous? Right? He's giving the altar call, and I'm, my heart is beating out of my chest. And I'm like, "What? I, I'm thinking I'm dying. I'm like, what's happened to me? Like, I'm I'm literally scared. Like, oh my gosh, what is happening? What is going on? And so he, so finally, you know, he gets to you know raise your hand if you want to get saved, if you want to repent of your sin. And I just remember going, I want to do that, but I'm not raising my hand. I'm not do- I want to, but I'm not, what? And so I peek over. My best friend is sitting here. I peek over, and he got his hand straight up. And I go, wow. Right? Put my hand straight up. That was enough. I put my hand straight up. We go to the altar together. Um, actually, me, him, and his wife. Mm-hmm. We all go to the altar together. And uh, Pastor T. Harold prayed with me. Wow. So um, he prayed with me. When I got up, I felt lighter. Now, I know people know, you know, I literally felt like I could jump and just touch Mars. Like, I literally felt weight come off me. And, um, and, uh, and so I went to my best friend, and I hugged him. And I said, man, we're saved. We're saved. You understood it? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, I guess, I don't know. I <laughs> I just knew, I knew I was saved, but I didn't know what that really meant. Right. I knew I'd been forgiven. Yeah. 
And I'm just going off what he told me. Yeah, He's, yeah. you know, the pastor said, you do this, you'll be saved. You right. believe? I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'm hugging him. We're saved. Yeah. We're sa- I'm crying. We're saved. We're you're saved. Like the, you're like the Grinch. His heart grew <laughs> six <laughs> right. sizes that day. Comes up. <laughs> We're saved. We're saved. Go home. I'm like, man, I'm saved. Call my mother, Ma, I'm saved. She's what? like, what are you talking about? I don't know, but I just know I'm <laughs> saved. I'm saved, Ma. You need to get saved, right? You need to get saved. You're going to go to hell, Ma. Don't go to hell. You know, I no tact. Wow. No, I just knew don't go to hell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, that was my night. And uh, I just, I just accepted it. I never really fought anything. Uh, I just, I just knew, okay, it's right. Yeah. If you told it, to, I mean, I, I guess I, and I and I think that's why we always ask God give us the raw, because they don't have a, you know, what I'm saying it's raw center. Because I just, I just, if you told me, hey, run through this wall and you'll get the Holy Ghost. Okay, I'm running through the wall, mm-hmm, no mm-hmm, problem. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. If that's what it takes, and so I just, I just soaked it in, and so that after that night, um, it was funny. After that night, I went to church that Sunday, the next, the following Sunday. And um, you know, you coming back? I'm like, for what? <laughs> They're like, we got Sunday night. I'm like, nah, I ain't going back. Sunday was good, you know. Uh, but my first Sunday was weird. I didn't know any of the songs, you know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hearing this weird thing they're doing, praise and worship. I'm like, <laughs> what is that? You know, I'm like, oh gosh, what is my? <laughs> you know, so here I go again, my introverted, like, oh, what is happening? Hey, greet your neighbor, and I greet this neighbor, but all the other neighbors are coming this way, and, <laughs> you know. And so, so it was a, it was I, I had to be thrown in, kind of okay. thrown in into it. And so, but eventually, um, actually, no, eventually, actually through circumstances, uh, I really caught it. So that first year, I was in it, but I didn't catch it. I, w- I was there, and I believed, but I didn't catch it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have my. Um, why I do okay. this. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. It's a revelation. Yeah, I, I didn't have like, okay, Jesus is Lord, like right. for real. Right. You know, um, I knew he was God. I knew he could save. I knew he was good. Um, but it just, but the, to live for him part wasn't quite connected. How old were you? I got saved right before my 20th birthday. Okay. So right at 19, right 19, I guess. So were you, were you working at the time? No. Okay. Which so is the whole thing in itself. You had to figure out a, um, a church work life balance. Yeah. Well. So okay. So with that, right? Yeah. So we're gonna be here forever. Oh, because <laughs> um, it's just it's just so no job. Yeah. Um, didn't work at all. Right. You just bumming off of your friend. Pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. And I can admit it. Yep. Bum off to them. I clean the house though. Oh, good. I, I would. I would clean you would a little help. bit. Okay. Just a little bit. You know, just to keep just to keep my stay on the couch. <laughs> you know, just enough to be on the couch. We'll wipe the, the chips <laughs> off, <laughs> so other people can sit. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, and, but so what happened? Um, let me tread lightly here a little bit. So through circumstances dealing with my friend and his wife, they ended up splitting. Mm. Um, so this is probably a year into my salvation, and uh, actually, this goes to one of my biggest regrets. But we can talk about that later. But um, so they end up splitting up, and I had a decision to make because now they're they're leaving the house. So I was like, well, I was my mother lives in North Carolina now at the time, and um, I'm like, well, I'll just move down there with her. This church is down there, mm-hmm. you know. I'm, I'll just go down there, it'd be fine. Pastor Zari goes, no, you need to live with me. I'm like, say what? <laughs> live with my pastor? Mm-mm. 
you're gonna have me praying every night. Right. Yeah, this yeah, is going yeah. through my mind. Oh, I'm having every time I don't know a scripture, I gotta do a push up or something. This is gonna be <laughs> terrible. I am not living with you. Um again, God, we need to go there. So when they left, I, I ended up moving with him. I lived with him for six months. Then I lived with Pastor Prescott for another six months. Wow. Um, Pastor Antonio Prescott uh, for six months, his family, they took me in. But in that, I learned so much. Mm. Because I, and I, I'm so thankful for both of them for just taking me in because they didn't know me. Right. You know, I could have been a mask, but who knows, you mm. know? Uh, but I, I saw the other side of Christianity. So I didn't just see the church, Pastor Rosario. I yeah. saw the father, right. saw the husband, right. um, I saw the person, and that's what made it real to me. Like, okay, this is not just on Sunday. Right. Uh, Pastor Prescott, same thing. I, I saw the father. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw the father that would play with his kids in the living room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he would rebuke me in church, but he'd be playing with his kids in the living room, and uh, and and loving his wife and trying to help her and different things. Both of them, mm-hmm. you know. And so I saw that, and I go, man, this is real. And that's what made it real for me. That's yeah. what. So year two, I would say, I really got sick. Wow. Year two. You know, as as you're talking about that, I'm reminded again of just God's masterful design, the perfection in designing the family, mm-hmm. the family unit, mm-hmm. which when it's done right, is such a wonderful picture of the kingdom of God. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, uh, Th- that's why he attacks it so much. Yeah. That's why in our world today, you know, marriages, families are are being so attacked, yeah. and and be- because of that, because of what the message that it preaches to an unbelieving world. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a garden. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at marriage as a garden that just produces so many different types of fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just oh, these two are married and they love each other. Like you get to see what true love is. You know what I mean? As 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 looking on the inside of a good marriage, good godly right. marriage. You get to see what true love is. It right. means that when you know you you don't have anything, but you can still laugh. It's, yep. it's when you don't have all the you know money and issues, things going on, and you can still worship God. You can still talk about God. You can still love your children and, and different things of that nature. Where I saw that, where in my in my life, I never, I didn't, I didn't see that. You know what I mean? Right. So it wasn't that when I looked at their marriages, it just made me want to be married necessarily. Right. But I saw all the other. I saw like, man, this is the, you wouldn't be the father you are without Jesus. You know, you you wouldn't be the husband that you are without Jesus. Like, like this is real, and, and and this is producing something. Your kids know more scripture than I do, mm-hmm. and it's not because you drill them every night. It's because they want to, because they see their parents. You know what I mean? So, right. so it was. So I, I just look at it like a garden. So I got to I got to be in two different gardens, and and just and just literally just sit there and watch it and eat of its fruit. You know the reason the way I am, I the way I am today, um, it's because of that. Because I saw what Pastor Zario did, I saw what Pastor Prescott did up close, and then eventually, um, my wife was very close. Well, she got to say she was very close to uh, Diani Tijero, mm-hmm. and so then as I'm courting, I got to see them because right, you know, you close with them, I just come over there, and right. you know, we can all hang out, and so I got to see their marriage. You know what I mean? And so those things shape me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I the way I am is because of those three in mm-hmm. particular, you know, in my in the beginning of my uh my salvation. So so that's why, like you said, that's why it wants to be attacked because it produces so much. Yeah. You know, not just, oh, just get married. Like, no, nah, it produced way more than that. Right. My thinking changed when I saw their marriage. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, every you know, I saw their sacrifice. I'm like, why do you keep opening the door for her? You know, you know, things like that where it's like, 
because he loves her. Right, right, right. <laughs> He's trying to be a gentleman, sir. You know, duh. you know what I mean? But it, 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 it got on me like, okay, that's what I need to be doing that. So in, in, it was discipleship. Yeah. You know, it was discipleship to be a father, to be a husband. Um, and then I saw the, the church part of it where they were in church and they would be praying and they would be worshiping. And, and so I got the double, I got, I got it all within a, a short period of time. Um, so I, that's why I say I really caught it about year two, one well, and a half. Yeah. That's yeah. when I really caught it. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. And uh, when we come back, we're going to hear about what life was like in the Newport News Church. Well, the Hampton Church, I guess, at the time. Uh, I want, uh, technically, yeah. Something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear about your discipleship journey. I want to hear okay. about how God gave you a vision to be a pastor. I also want to ask you about greeting time, because I was interested about that. But we're going to get okay. a uh, drink of water. We're going to hit the pause button, and we'll be back. You've reached the end of the preview of this Testimony Tuesday episode. If you want to hear the second half of this interview, please use the links in the show notes to subscribe. You'll get daily sermons, full testimonies, and an interruption-free listening experience. And every dollar goes to world evangelism. Thanks for listening to this episode of Testimony Tuesday on the VBPH Sermon Podcast. so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.